0: Good
1: evening, fellow Gooners, and welcome to another episode of Canon Talk. I'm yours, host, and my co-host, as usual, Aiden.
0: How's it, guys? You know, another week gone by. No football, no in sport. And we just keep on rolling, you know, trying to keep you guys entertained. And I hope it's actually, you know, helping somewhat to ease the stress of Corona and not make you miss Arsenal too much.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know if you've now... I'm, I'm sure most of our listeners have now heard about the Arsenal players now agreeing that 12%. Uh, pay cut, because I mean, I think it was also I love, a lot of work done by people like, uh, you know, Mike, Michael Ateta, Ateta and even Beller, who's like part of that players' union, of the, at, you know, based at the club. Because I think the, the the standard was kind of set last week, I believe, because Arsenal's executive uh, board, they decided they were going to already agree to the, the pay cut before now. You know, almost like was now set in stone now with regards to the players, because there was quite a bit of turmoil. I don't know if you recall Arsenal's podcast where I mentioned it's almost like slowly up in the air. But now, with this whole thing, from what I heard, now like in the last few hours, I heard um, Arsenal now have said, "Look, if you qualify for the Champions League, you guys get that pay difference." You know, are they taking the pay cut now? They can't yeah. of it. Now, this is my question, and I mean, this is like for you also. Do you think this is not going to almost like set a sort of target, you know, on the horizon of the players, knowing if they can put everybody else to that the post now for that third or fourth or even like what fifth smart that that ban of cities uh, sticks, the ban of city does this now give Arsenal that to the players that incentive now to know, okay, if we win the go on a sort of crazy run now where we can, you know, win probably eighty or eighty or ninety percent of our remaining games and get that. Champions League position? Do you think that would be now the sort the of fire they need at the backside?
0: <laughs> oh, my, my heart is telling me yes, but my head's telling me no. To be honest, how many times okay. have we spoken about it? Not even financial incentives, but talk about you know you, the Premier League's right there for you, or top four's right there for you, or Europa leagues there for you to get into the Champions League. I don't know. The, 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 maybe with Mikola it could be different. But I don't see it happening. It's like the moment you tell them do this, and you'll get rewarded. It's like they will.
1: No, but my my point is, look, they are now like kind of hit in the pocket because, as you know, in previous what you now just mentioned, even if we fail this or we fail that, the players were still getting the full pay at the end of the day. So it wasn't like they're really being hit in the pocket. Now it's like with this whole coronavirus thing, it's now finally now showing. Look, you are gonna be now hit in the pocket because of that. But what,
0: uh, what what twelve. 12% on 15.
1: like,
0: th- I like, would it's, it's 12%, eh? Yeah. So even like, I mean, that's on a weekly wage, is what so they earn. Some of them earn like 100K a week. I mean, that's 12%. Talk about 10,000 pounds <laughs> is coming off them. <laughs> I'm sure like a lot of them still like go sleep comfortably at night. But for me personally, I just don't think they will have enough. You know, I want to sound positive and, you know, but I've seen it too much before. Like, I know it's a different scenario now where the pocket is it, but I've seen it so many times before where there's been so many incentives and being told if you do this, this will happen. But I don't know. I just personally don't see it happen. And what's your take on, like, this whole thing? Do you think they have the the stomach, as we say, for the fight to get there?
1: I, I mean, you know, the money thing aside, I just think the sort of run... That we were on, I mean, it was showing signs of positivity. We were clock, starting to clock up now, clean sheets, which was like it was like a rarity the first part of the season. And I just think, I don't know, with that sort of incentive of knowing, look, you can, you know, you know at the end of the line, it could be, a, you know, qualification for the Champions League. And, you know, that that almost like the, the, the pot of gold of that bonus of just qualifying for it. And then, of course, getting sold that sort of paid difference you know, back from the club as well, out of their, uh, their pockets. So, I don't know. I mean, it, it, as I said, like, as, as always, like, you know, I think, what, three or four weeks ago when we were talking about who comes out of the blocks quickest, I mean, who's, like, not only kept themselves physical for the right period of time, but also who, like, look, them, when the official training starts, when you cannot start training as a group again, who's going to come off quicker, you know, as I said, The the physios and and, and fitness coaches, they're going to probably be vital in in all this to see, you know, who comes off firing out of the blocks because the Man United were already on such a good run. We were on a good run. Liverpool were eating a wobble. Spurs, almost like just clinging for for Harry Kane and, and Son to come back. They should probably be fit by the time the league, you know, does commence. And I mean, you've got Chelsea... It's almost like they like coming with a whole crop of young rising stars also in this
0: squad, so it's gonna be tough. Uh, it, it, the longer this wears on, I feel that it's going to, you know, be the the team that um has the best fitness staff that's gonna end up popping the like, the third and fourth spot and or even the fifth spot as well. Like if like you said, the Man City band stick so I do believe that you know the teams that want it most, in combination with the fitness staff and the doctors and everything, are the teams that's going to get the top, the Champions League spot. So Arsenal's going to need to show that they want it. But as you did make some very valid points, is that Arsenal started looking a better team; they were grinding out the results. So you know who knows what could happen. Should they, you know, start have a good strong strong start and. Pick up early points when we, re- we resume, whenever that may be.
1: I don't know, one thing that's also been standing out almost like a, it's a sore thumb now when you look at, you um, know, not having live sports, I think sometimes one also reads now more, you know, sports headlines or sports newspapers, stuff like that. And, you know, what I'm actually quite shocked at is this amount of, uh, you know, as they say, Clickbait articles are just floating about. I mean, the sort of rumors I've seen so far in this, like just easy, like this past seven days alone, where the one thing, I, like two, or two or three rumors stuck in my head is like the one was, um, us selling Lacazette to uh, to Atletico Madrid and then getting Diego Costa in return. I mean, that is something quite bizarre, which, you know, uh, you wouldn't mind it, of course, but I mean, the, the, the way they're throwing out the fig, you know, facts that figures it doesn't make sense. And then there was this other clown, I forgot this journalist's name, I think he writes for the Daily Mirror. He wrote something like, like the headline was um, Arsenal wins the league with 106 million. Then and, and I thought to myself, you know, that, that sounds you know, you know like magical, like a magical thing, like now you know, we always start to think or figure out how we're gonna, you know, raise the funds to get some sort of, you know, budget to fight, you know, the the, 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 in, the in the top half of the league. And then when I go on the article, this this guy was playing football manager, and he was he was using. Oh
0: my gosh! <laughs> I was waiting, in anticipation to hear that your 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 players that we could bring in to save our club.
1: Yeah, because look, my my mindset was. Look, when I just saw the headline, I thought it's gonna be you know, these places are now gonna be available on a free in the summer. And I was thinking it's it's more down to us bumping up, you know, wages and signing on fees. But when I when I saw that this dudes played football manager twenty twenty, I think, or something like that, and then I thought, Jesus, how can you know come make that sort of comparison now to reality?
0: I I also read an article um I can't remember, was it Paul Merson or somebody that said that Arsenal should just, you know, whatever Aubameyang wants to a salary, pay it because they're going to be in that same situation with maybe Van Persie or even Ramsey where you end up losing a quality player and you're not able to replace them quick enough, in a quick enough time. And it seems like that's Arsenal's biggest problem. is like they don't have that understudy to, to, to almost, you know, take over from the next person like mm-hmm. we used to have in the past. Like, we, we had an up-and-coming youngster that was waiting in the wings. And then, you know, he, he takes... Like, Fabricas almost took that mantle from the era, And mm-hmm. then we just didn't have... Uh, like, once Fabricas left, it's like we had a hole there. So it's like, now with the Bamiang, you know, if he gets sold... I know we thought about Ra- Raul Jimenez, who would, for me, be a good replacement. But, you know, to... to the risk it all with Aubameyang and does he also take the risk because I read also that you know he's wherever he goes now he's not going to be a guaranteed first teamer like he is at Arsenal
1: I mean the only thing I can really you know if you want to make comparisons I still think Arsenal can make a lot of money out of the player in even in the final year of his contract whereas remember how that the closer we came to Ramsey's that final year that, that wage that, that certain teams were offering was was just being chipped away, chipped away, chipped away, and the same with Alexis Sanchez. I mean, look, we probably valued him at easy seventy million, and by the time that that uh, that uh, one window came along when that uh, swap took place, it was almost like it, it ended up him going for some like twenty five million. So, when you think of, of of what teams are actually offering now for Aubameyang, where you're looking at that like probably between forty five and and fifty five. And, and, I mean, if you, like, just take his age into consideration and how much time he's got left on the contract. So, I mean, it could be a hell of a benefit to Arsenal, I mean, if if they do decide to cash in. I mean, I wouldn't, of course. Uh, I mean, I like him as a player. I think he contributes a hell of a lot to the squad. But, you know, if push comes to shove and he, you know, he's forcing his hand somewhat, you know, I mean, who, who are we then to, you know, almost like deny that to the money then?
0: Yeah, if it comes to, to, to forcing that and he does something like that, then I guess, you know, you have to let the player go if it is truly his wishes. But, I mean, if there's a way to get him to stay, don't you think it would be beneficial for the club to kind of just maybe get him some a bit more support and then maybe he can push us into the Champions League? What yeah, do you think? I mean,
1: I, that's a, look, you remember last season or you, even start of the season when things were also going a bit sour for... For Lukasit, I I would rather say lose somebody like Luck it than somebody with Obame because you know even on an off day you know Obame can give you the goals and that whereas Lukasit if he's having an off day you're gonna get nothing from him.
0: You know that maybe it would be a good idea if you sell Lacazette, you can bring a role minutes in and he can kind of you know work with a Obame for a season or so and then. If you get a maybe just extend the contract. Sell him afterwards, if you can, maybe squeeze out another year in him.
1: Yeah, because I mean, if you think also what Martinelli probably still has to offer, if we you know keep him, and then, then there's also now talk of of even through all this uh, Corona talk, and that there's also now of, of uh, talk of uh, Bukayo Saka getting that that uh, contract extension. And I mean, for me, it can also be valuable to tie people like him up. Even if he's already on, on like you know, he's still let's say, two, three years. But I mean, you you signing him up for even longer because then you know you're almost like safeguarding him as a player and as for us as a club.
0: I have you know moving on from that. I have two yeah. things that I want to get from the archive. I might open some wounds here. It's two different topics, but the first one, and I know it it it, it could be a obvious one, but. For you, which red card still hurts you the most? You know, do do you go back to the um, Barcelona Van Persie red card, or do we go to the Barcelona Jens Lehmann red card, or is there any other red card for you that still haunts you?
1: I think it's that, that Lehmann one
0: because
1: I'll never. Forget, I mean, I can also never forget the the whole build up to the game. It was you know that the Champions League final, and, and finally. In our lifetime, we are seeing, like, a score in the, in the in the final. And then to have that, almost like that dream kind of taken away from you within, like, what was it, five minutes or so? And then you think to yourself, when, if you take that that for easily from that red card, the point of that red card to middle part of the second half, Arsenal went toe-to-toe with Barcelona. And, I mean, it was now down to, you know, ten men. And, you know, told to, like, even sometimes today when, I, when you watch now certain highlights or they talk about certain eras and that, then you still think to yourself what would have been if we had now gone like 11 v 11 for that whole game because uh, it, it almost like took lack of concentration later on in the game for us to you know, throw that game away
0: I, I do think that would have been our Champions League because we started extremely well and we we were on top of them and Barcelona was struggling I mean they came there with that you know Eto um, and Ronaldinho, all those, these guys. And, I mean, Arsenal came there as a team, as a unit. And, you know, like you said, went toe-to-toe. And for me, I was, like you said, what could have been... I, and I read an article I brought it up. It's because, like, Alex Ferguson was at the stadium as well. And he had Lehmann. Uh, there's an old article that I was just read when he said that, you know, after he got the red card, how he went into the um, shower and just sat there and couldn't believe it. And then went on to... Um, with Alex Ferguson, say, I can't remember what Alex Ferguson said, something and looked at him and then he put his kid on his lap up to it and just cried. And I felt so hard, so for me, and then I thought back to, of like, you know, what could have happened? And then also, you know, just going to that Barcelona one with um, Robin Van Persie. I mean, Arsenal were also on their way through possibly, and then, you know, another poor decision from a referee, and then... You know, moving on from that sadness to another question, like with regards to the season that Leicester won the title, yeah. don't you feel that that could have been a title winning season for Arsenal? Where do you think it went wrong?
1: I just think that, <laughs> I mean, I still can't believe how that, you know, played out because remember how you and I were always like off, strutting ourselves, you know, with the chest out after Arsenal beat Leicester in that last minute at the end? Of yes. The- and either that was now, Q, you know, home straight. We're gonna now do this. <laughs> and it like after that, after that came. It was all like a jinxer, because after that we just ended up the wheels just literally came off badly. That squad. And it's a like, debut
0: like, of Rashford, yeah, scoring two goals at the at, at Old Trafford to beat Arsenal three two. Followed by Swansea beating us. So I think it was Fabianski who played the game of his life against Arsenal. Also.
1: Some mad moments, uh, you know what you know, just mentioned almost like throws me back to that. Um, that Champions League where we played Chelsea, also.
0: Oh,
1: hard work in the what was it, semi finals? Or
0: there's, there's the quarters we drew 1 1 at, at the bridge
1: and also took the lead in the in the second leg. And then, of course, that at the end, that was like we just you know lost <laughs> our score. And then, in, almost like with the, with the scores at 1 1 again in the second leg. Everybody was now thinking, Okay, extra time and penalties, and then Wayne Bridge pops up. Oh man,
0: it's odd. I think that was probably. I think you mentioned it, and I think we always talk about it. I think that was the season for Arsenal to win the Champions League. I mean, Porto went on to go and win it, but I mean, if Arsenal had to just get through that hurdle, I think there would there was no there was no parcel, there or no Real Madrid in their way. I think that was probably one of the seasons where we threw the Champions League away, and I think. But,
1: uh, that, I think that was also a type of season now that you mentioned where many of the top, top fo- clubs in foot, world football were going like through sort of transitions so they were struggling you know like adjusting a, a, or building the squad up again because they had like Bayern falling by the wayside you had Madrid falling by the wayside the top Italian squads also falling by and all of a sudden it was what Monaco in the final of Porto wasn't
0: Monaco it? with Porto yes I mean Arsenal probably would have had a field day with both teams maybe Mourinho would have had a trick up his sleeve But I do feel Arsenal, would have that was their Champions League to win. And I think, you know, a a brilliant and great coach as Wenger was, his failure, I think, was to never turn Arsenal to a back-to-back title winning side or taking more honours, Champions League, etc. Maybe an additional, I mean, add a Carling Cup in there when we've had the opportunity to do it. We just never crossed that finish line.
1: Yeah. I think we're always... And I mean... You remember that the, there was also a period where after the move to the Emirates, we also became known for, uh, you know, losing a title race in November and March, where we always, either you, know, you gather that like a massive wobble in, in the November month.
0: Yes, yes, yes.
1: They kind of pull it right over the festive period. <laughs> January kind of, you know, goes 50-50. February goes normally positive, And then comes March and then it's like everything just goes awry. And then you've got April and and, uh, May, the
0: catch-up, and then it's like too late. Yeah, uh, the the season that springs to mind is that um, 2010-2011 season where that was probably the worst that I felt as a fan. Like, uh, one week we're beating Stoke, we beat Barcelona, and we're going to play a Carling Cup final to probably end our drought against Birmingham City. We get knocked out against Birmingham City in the final. (laughs) we knocked out of the Champions League, and then we went to go... To draw to, I think Spurs and Liverpool back to back, and then the title, you know, races out the window.
1: I don't, you know, now that you mention these this <laughs> awkward moments, you know, one game that I can't get out of my system. I don't think I've ever really told you this, but it's that game when we were still at Highbury, it was us going to the tour with United to the title, and then I think last, I don't know if it was last day or second last day uh, game of the season we ended up losing at Leeds, and we and that was like it was like one of and, those uh, bankers, it would have been a banker.
0: 3-2, it was a 3-2, yeah. eh? And then we went to go lose the title by a point or something like that. Yeah, yeah.
1: That till today, because the other day when I was going through the channel, they were playing like a rerun of that <laughs> title race, and the minute came to that, and I saw Viduka score that one, <laughs> I just switched off the TV, and I thought, ah, oh, God, I know this torture again.
0: Was uh, it the first yeah. time that we went on to, to do that. I mean, the 98-99 season as well, we were in pole position and then we also just let the wheels come off.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's normally that was, uh, like, what's it, seven days of hell where <laughs> a game gets thrown away on the on the Sunday then we lose the Champions League game on the midweek and then if <laughs> the FA Cup game we get knocked out of it. <laughs> the following weekend. Um, with, uh, the one thing I wanted to mention was, you know, besides now with your career and that, and now, like, at times, you know, I've also had to work at home. And how do you keep yourself actually occupied now, like, you know, with no live sport? Because, look, I know you're a big lover of, of besides football now, you love cricket, you love rugby. There's nothing of that now on TV, just reruns or relives, as they call it. And I mean, I'm at, like, just to like, from my perspective, I mean, I'm going to listen now to what you have to say, but... I mean, like, for me, I'm actually watching now <laughs> reruns of, like, North London derbies, you know, Arsenal comebacks, Arsenal, you know, famous hat-tricks for Arsenal plays. So, what are you now doing, like, whether it's on social media or, you know, TV or anything like that?
0: Um, first of all, on our social media, I'm starting to get our social media pages up and running. Um, on Facebook, we have our Canon Talk page, and then also on... Twitter. I've been very involved now with our Twitter page as well. Um, And then, I want to get our Instagram up and running as well. And then I would like to also show our listeners your amazing mug you have as well, which I want to post at the Canon Talk podcast mug, which is one of the greatest Arsenal mugs I've seen. Um, But also, other than that, um, I've been trying to teach myself some forex skills as well, some trading, and then as well as starting to indulge in some new series as well that maybe I wouldn't have watched into the past.
1: Yeah. Because I mean, at the moment, <laughs> at times what I'm also doing is, I've also started playing, uh, you know, with FIFA 20. I, I like doing the, you know, the career modes. And, you know, I normally used to just bail out after a few Yeah. Just remember, then you used to tell me, oh, man, you're starting again. But I mean, I've actually now stuck it out. And I think I took something like uh, Stevenage, from the, from League Two now to, uh, to the Championship. But, I mean, I've not used any, you know, that, that financial takeover money. and <laughs> just used that, you know, that 1.3 or something million that they have as a budget. But, I mean, it's, it's a you, you now learn certain things now of, of players. You also take an interest in almost like younger players trying to scout the top teams for all some of the young, you know, youngsters that they have in excess that they're willing to let go or loan out so, I mean, I'm actually enjoying that also now, that side of things.
0: Coaches in the lower leagues, or I'm sorry, um, maybe chairmen in the lower leagues. I hope you guys are listening. We have <laughs> Monet that you can possibly <laughs> take you know, each as a potential coach you could get to do the job and maybe bring you back to the Premier League. Uh,
1: jokes aside, though. So, it's, uh, you know, put that wrap on the pod now. Um, I hope you guys have a fantastic weekend. You know, stay safe as usual. And till the next one, bye.
0: Bye-bye, guys.